Since February 1st, 2016, the worldwide trendsetter in innovative entertainment, SnowflakeSandwiches.com. It's time for another Stevo Supremo movie marathon. Good morning, world. Welcome to Stevo Supremo Movie Marathon Five. We have done Friday the Thirteenth all in one day. We've done Leprechaun all in one day. Uh, Child's Play, Halloween. But in three of those four cases, there's either a new movie out or about to be a new movie out. So, uh, Ryan, we're going to have to do all of those over again, basically. Wow. I don't think anybody would be disappointed by that. Let me introduce you first. Where are my manners? I'm joined by the only other person. Who am I? Who has ever been a part of any of these. You know him. The old uh, Delaware slicker himself. The bald baron of Bridgeville. The most popular man in podcasting. Ryan Young. Ryan. Oh, thank you so much. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning. That was gracious. That was nice. An early, dreary, foggy Saturday morning. What better time than uh, now for uh, nine horror movies in a row? I was feeling it. I woke up feeling it. The the theme of today is a film series that people have been asking for since we started doing these. Nightmare on Elm Street. Now, what if you were going to describe this film series and Freddy Krueger to someone, give me a, bo- a back of the video box kind of description. What's a, a, a way that you would describe these movies? What's going on here? I mean, I would say you're uh, you're dealing with, uh, in more movies than not, like a comical thriller. I would say you're dealing with a serial killer that likes to play games. And he's haunting you in your dreams. Well, the, yeah, there's a there's that aspect of there's it, that where, aspect uh, where, of it. Where, where where he kills you if you if you die in your dreams, well, you die for real. And uh, Freddy Krueger is a child killer, and he uh, is after you in your dreams. If you want me to sum it up, I mean, I, I guess that's how you sum it. Yeah, but but because s- sleep is a reoccurring theme in these movies. You c- no one can protect you in your dreams. Mostly everyone sleeps too. Yeah, so mostly. I, I would say mostly everyone sleeps. You and I have had some times where we've uh, That's not true. slept very well, That's if, true. if at all. Yeah. We'll talk more about that as the yeah, day Yeah, I was going to say, we're going down the it's, road it's, there. It's, it's going to be a, a, a long day. It's going to be an interesting day, a journey of self-discovery. Uh, I, I am uh, coming off of a cold. If I sound a little bit congested today... That's the reason why I feel like a lesser man would have canceled the Freddy Krueger a thon, but really not me. Not my you, my priorities you. are in order. Uh, the house is in order. We're ready to go. And you know, there, there is no dress code with the, uh, Steve Supremo movie marathon, but I have noticed this morning I, at the Halloween movie a thon, uh, I had my Halloween three shirt on. You had your Halloween one shirt on. Today, I have my Freddy Krueger and Jason posing for a, a, a photo together shirt. But I couldn't help but notice you, in, in a complete break with the theme today, have gone with the the neon green fluorescent XWWE superstar current hefty bag spokesman John Cena t-shirt. Okay. And I get your point, but I beg to differ because mm-hmm. I've got a different theme today. Okay. The theme today is is that I'm haunting you. <laughs> Everything you don't like, I'm going to be talking about. Okay. I'm going to be wearing it. Yeah. I've got obnoxious socks on. I'm doing everything I can. Today is your nightmare in the form of me. It's a cartoon version of John Cena. He's lifting weights over his head and it says respect. You got to look at it. Yeah. John Cena's not with WWE anymore. 
I think he'll probably uh, always be a part of it. I, I wouldn't say he's a full-time uh, member of the roster. He's currently looking into Hefty's I'm trash a, bags. I'm a big – I buy Hefty now because John Cena told me to. Well, let me say this. We're about to watch nine horror movies in a row, but I have a feeling that that shirt might be the scariest thing I see today. Yeah, I wanted you to have to look at it all day. I thought that would be yeah. part of it. Well, let's go ahead and uh, press play here. We're starting things off at the very beginning. We've got nine movies ahead of us. So uh, we're going back to 1984, and that's where we find the very first Nightmare on Elm Street. Now, this is uh, directed and written by Wes Craven. He's going to be popping up in some of these movies. He's not involved with all of them, but he's going to get uh, created by credits and that kind of stuff. Ryan, do you have any uh, comments about this movie, what this means to you, or, or anything before we press play? Yeah, absolutely. This is one. This for a long time as an adolescent was my favorite. Now I know I've gone on record as saying the Halloween is my favorite series. I got a piece of granola stuck in my throat. I'm, but I'm going to fight my way through it. Um, I'm going to say that uh, Nightmare on Elm Street was my favorite as a young child. When I I remember waking up um, on my uh, eight year old uh, Christmas. When I was eight years old at Christmas. You did not turn eight years old on Christmas though. I want to make that clear. <laughs> But no, but I was eight years old. I remember waking up and going downstairs and all my presents. And were... Freddy Krueger was there. Now, wait a minute now. Hear me out. Okay. I, I, all my presents were laid out on a, an, an old trunk and none of them. And Freddy Krueger was in the trunk. None. Of, now, wait a minute. Hear me out. Now, none of them were wrapped. Okay. But I remember distinctly. The only one that I remember from that Christmas was a VHS copy of Nightmare on Elm Street 4. And Nightmare on Elm Street 4 has always been my favorite one. Maybe it was because the first one I ever got. Well, this is the first one we're looking at here. This isn't the fourth. But one. I just want to lay it out that I'm saying at the beginning of this. I'll let you know at the end what my what my favorite is after watching all these. But right now, starting in the beginning, it's Night Run on Street 4. You know, there were some Christmases that my presents were wrapped. Some years they weren't wrapped. They were just laid out on, a, on an old trunk or a dusty bed or something like that. But either way, I was happy to have gifts. Some kids don't even have gifts. Yeah. But is, is, a, is a slasher movie for an eight-year-old, Is that a, would you consider that a, a good Christmas gift? Um, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I did have a lot of nightmares, a lot of sleepwalking, a yeah. lot of panic attacks later, but I do enjoy horror movies. I, I like it. So I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to give it a thumbs up. I'm going to say it was all worth it. Okay. Well, I think that's a little young, but that's your last name. Well, I am young. I was going to say. From 1984, A Nightmare on Elm Street, if Nancy doesn't wake up screaming, she won't wake up at all. <laughs> Well, there go the credits on uh, 1984's A Nightmare on Elm Street. Ryan, your thoughts? Yeah, about what I about what about what I remembered. It pretty good. I'm a little confused, actually. I'm a little more confused watching this now than I was when I was growing up. A very serious Freddy Krueger here. You made a mention during the movie that uh, you might prefer the wisecracking Freddy Krueger that is yet to come. But here, in this first one, Freddy Krueger is a very serious character. I like my Freddy a little more zany uh -huh. than, than this one was. Yeah. Uh, you said you were a little confused. Was, what, what are you confused about? Was this movie... When did the... I, I'm confused. What, was the entire ending a nightmare? The ending is with uh, Heather Langenkamp defeating Freddy Krueger by destroying his self-esteem. Yeah, we figured that out, yeah, and, which and, has been done. And then 
And then uh, and then the car with Johnny Depp in it rolls away. Now is Freddie driving the car? For, is Freddie is Freddie the car? A the lot convertible of, top is the sweater. A lot of questions here. Maybe uh, they were gearing up for a sequel. Maybe they wanted to leave some questions so people might want to show up for another one of these. Could be. Yeah. Could be indeed. Yeah. Uh, a, an early appearance of Johnny Depp in this, who went on to great success in the movie world. What do you think? I like, jo- I like Johnny Depp in this. I like Johnny Depp in this. I liked him in a few things after this. Don't really know what happened to Johnny Depp. If this was a classic MMA Days episode, I would be calling him out right now because I have a real problem with Johnny Depp. You prefer a Johnny Depp when he's maybe a little more uh, mysterious and maybe not so much when he's dressed up like Tonto. Less less lipstick, uh, less wigs and wild hats. See, I like my Johnny Depp less zany. My Freddy Krueger more so. Very interesting. Very yeah. interesting. Uh, I like the uh, the the scene where uh, Freddy Krueger's arms extend out in the alley. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty solid. And then... Uh, A lot of people tell me that's the scene they remember most about this movie. When this movie comes up, I, I, I get that a lot. And then that run, which is very much... A run that you would see in a nightmare if somebody was chasing you. It's a very kind of over-the-top kind of run that Freddy Krueger does there. Yeah, and it's funny. My entire life, specifically, if I'm attacking someone, that's the run that I use. Because I'm a, I'm a big fan of a full sprint. As an, as an homage to uh, 1984 Freddy. I just I think it's the most frightening, and I want, and I want people to be fearful. They yeah. should be. When you're attacking, you want, you want the people you're attacking to be fearful. And I like when uh, Heather Langenkamp's going up the steps and they turn to uh, oatmeal. Yeah, that is... That's, that's like something that really would happen in a nightmare. That's pretty good. I like it when Freddy gets burned. That's my favorite part. When he's running up the steps and he's chasing her and he's... A blade. He hits the ground on fire and then rises and then tries to go up the steps again. He's resilient and uh, he's he means already, business. He's already been terribly burned and now he's being terribly burned again. And then in a couple minutes later, he was burned on an emotional level because Heather Langenkamp said, I take away all the power that I ever gave you. And then he fell into the blue and, light. And then he fell into a into a cascading blue light. What does that mean to you when someone says, I take away the power? I mean... That, that that's that's hurting not on a level of being lit on fire or falling over the down the steps you're saying that you take away somebody's power i identify with that emotionally because people have have beaten me before by taking away my power i don't like that yeah that that hurt me when freddie's power got taken away it hurt me i felt pain i felt like someone something had been taken from me but yet here you are, much like Freddy, you have persevered for sequels. Well, very quickly, I get my power back. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay, so uh, there's our first one of the day. Um, what do you think about this one? Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle somewhere? Yeah, this one's always been in the middle for me, which I know a lot of people like this one and maybe don't like any of the other ones. I don't mm-hmm. know, but I, I just it's a good movie. But I, like I said, like, like you said, I like my Freddy Zany. So we'll, see, well I'll get to see some of that soon. Well, I have a feeling that we're going to get into some uh, what would have to be considered maybe the beginning of the zany Freddy Krueger, because one year later, 1985, we have A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. This movie's a lot of fun. So you would think that uh, Revenge, maybe he's going to be uh, out for uh, Revenge. I feel like he won in the first one, so I don't really understand. Like, I feel like all in all, Freddie won in the first one. Was he the car that was pulling away 
Is that the way you read the end of that movie? He was the car? I thought, yeah, I thought everything was coming up Freddy in, in the first one, so I don't know why he would need revenge, <laughs> but, you know, Freddy's real angry. You know, the more I think about it, though, I feel like I've had a lot of successes, but still I have some resentment and need some revenge, so maybe I do get it. So you're, one movie in, you're identifying more with uh, Freddy Krueger than any of these other characters. Oh, without question, I think that, it's always been close for me depending on my mood because I have wild mood swings, but I've always identified a lot with Freddy Krueger. Hmm. I've always felt a lot like Freddy is kind of inside me, not in a weird way. Well, this movie is about to be inside you because we move on now to uh, the second movie of the day, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, and the tagline is, the man of your dreams is back. That's better. I like that one better. <laughs> Well, there we go. A Nightmare on Elm Street, number two from uh, 1985, Freddy's Revenge. Ryan, do you think Freddy got his revenge in that one? Uh, at the pool party, he certainly did. I just noticed something in the credits. Something different from uh, the first Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, Robert England as Fred Krueger in the first one and Freddy Krueger in this one. So it's now Freddy Krueger. Maybe in the next one, it will be Frederick. Frederick Krueger. Maybe. What are the odds of that happening? Frederick Krueger doesn't run together well. What do you uh, think of this movie? I liked it. Yeah. I liked it more than I thought I did. The movie starts with uh, no Heather Langenkamp. All, all that is seems to be gone. She's mentioned. But well, but, Nancy's mentioned. But she but she's not uh, in this movie. No, she's not. And uh, we have a new character. Named Jesse. Je Jesse, who's in a bus, and the bus is uh, driving through the desert, and he's having these nightmares. This is a, a little bit different from the first one. Yeah. But you like this one. I did, because it's, um, it's exciting. There's a yeah. lot of wild stuff going on, and Freddy's inside of him. Yeah. Freddy wants to get out. Yeah, what do you think Freddy Krueger's mission is here? Because it seems like he wants this Jesse character to be the new him. How do you read that? Uh, I, I question what the end game is. I figured kind of that Freddy wanted to uh, get back in the real world and continue what he started before the neighborhood uh, burned him alive, right? Because didn't the neighborhood burn him alive for what he uh, he had done to the children? But it seems like in this one, he was working at a uh, steel mill of some kind. Yeah, that's true. He'd been working at the steel mill. So I don't know where that fits in. The steel mill. I, I kind of missed that too. What happened with the steel mill? Cracked.com came out with a list of the gayest horror movies of all time. And this movie came in at number one. Wow. Um, I mentioned to you uh, during the movie that to a lot of people, th this film has a whole lot of uh, gay homosexual subtext of the, uh, the lead character almost having Freddy Krueger stand in for his battle with uh, homosexuality. And you were saying that you never really thought about it when you saw this movie before. Yeah, and you did mention that, and I was looking for it, but I couldn't really tell. I mean, mm -hmm. I, there was a there was a, a there was some male nudity. Mm -hmm. There was an abundance of male nudity. And then there's the gym teacher that's at the S and M club, and he gets attacked by all the balls and well, everything. That's not necessarily gay. But I'm saying if you kind of look at it through the lens of the homosexual subtext, you could probably see it. I didn't like the gym teacher that wasn't physically fit wearing that leather vest. 
I feel like you need to have some kind of muscle tone to wear a pull off a leather vest. Yeah, but I feel like back in the 80s, unless you were like a professional wrestler, no one really had any muscle tone. Uh, Brady did. Brady was a good looking guy. Nice muscles. Brady was. Brady. Brady, the guy, the Brady was the friend of um, Jesse. The, oh, the one who uh, saw Freddy Krueger come out of Jesse. Pop out of him. Become him. <clears throat> That scene looked great, by the way. It happened in his room. From 1985, as far as special effects go, the way that Freddy Krueger popped out of his skin like that, that looked, that was a great sequence. It was, because they go back and forth between that happening and then the expressions on Jesse's face. And then at one point, they show him coming out of Jesse. They did it in a really good way where, I mean, yeah, you could see him coming out. Now, um, Wes Craven has said he's not involved in this one. And, but he has said that he really hates the scene where Freddy Krueger is uh, popping out of the pool. I don't follow that. But you were saying that's your favorite scene in the movie. I don't. Yeah, I don't follow that. I'd like to. I'd like to hear Wes Craven's reasons why. I think Wes Craven likes Freddy Krueger to be in the cloak of darkness a little bit and not maybe popping out at the at the barbecue. But he was he like he was killing people. He was slaughtering bitches. But he was also like popping hot dogs and stuff. Maybe some more subtext there. Well, I think that was in the whole movie the kind of that there was heat like where the bird got upset and pecked the dad in the face because it was hot. It was 97 degrees in that house or when the toaster caught on fire and it was not even plugged in. That was that was being led the entire movie. Or how about when uh, Jesse was uh, kissing with the uh, the gal there and then stopped and ran over to his uh, shirtless friend's house. Did you see any subtext in that? Okay, that didn't make any sense to me because he's kissing the girl and he's he looked like he was sucking on her sternum and I don't really get it but she seemed to love it and then all of a sudden a long crazy tongue came out of his mouth I assume it was Freddy's tongue but he put the tongue back in and ran away and I was confused because I thought he could put that tongue to work so you're saying that if that was you Freddy Krueger uh, starting to form in your body would not have caused you to left the uh, scene no, I think I would have had to handle business, and I think the tongue would have been a bonus. But what if your hand turned into a claw? Just use it? Whatever I'd, you, you... I'd use it uh -huh. for pleasure or pain. I really like the uh, uh, the lead female here. Her name is uh, Kim Myers. I think she does a great job, and she's uh, very cute. She looks like a, like a doll or something. Yeah, she like, had that nice Brock Lesnar skin. She had a very porcelain type of skin that, yeah. that turned red. When she, got, she was getting all wound up, it was turning pink. What do you think of the lead character being uh, a male? Now, that's something that's kind of different from this genre. Usually you have the final girl, the survivor female. Here you have a guy who is the star. Do you like that? It's a little different. I'm glad you mentioned that. I thought that guy had one of the great screams that I've ever heard in a horror movie. He mm -hmm. could be a true scream queen, but he's yeah. a guy, so he can't be a queen. Well, you know, I guess he could be. I think uh, th that actor in uh, in real life is a homosexual. Oh, so he is a screen queen. So I think that. Uh, well, he did great. Good job, Mark Patton. I think was his name. Do you think that he knew is his name? He's uh, not dead, is he? Do you think he knew the subtext going in of Freddy Krueger representing uh, your battle? I don't believe that. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's true. I I wasn't getting that at all. I think you could take it either way. I think you could either look at it as a straight ahead horror film. Or you could look at it if you wanted to read more into it. But a lot of yeah. people have read more into it over the years. Well, that's okay, too. I mean, if that's what they wanted to do. I thought they made a good movie. All in all, I think that's my favorite. Well, we've only watched two, but that's my favorite of the day so far. Let's just say that. That's my favorite of the day. What would uh, you have done with that Freddy Krueger tongue? 
I used it. How, I, so, how so? Um, well, I wouldn't have used it on the sternum. Let's just put it that way. Well, listen, uh, I would imagine I was not a part of the, the conversations here, but um, that movie, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, it ends up making about $30 million. What? But um, I, I don't think that critically it was well received. It's, it's at about 38% on the old Rotten Tomatoes. So uh, I think that someone at New Line Cinema probably said, we got to get Wes Craven back in here to maybe get things on track a little bit because he ends up writing the next one. I would say that 38% on Rotten Tomato is above average for a horror movie. I think it's Tomatoes. I don't think it's Tomato. Rotten Tomato. Tomato, not Tomato. So you got 38% on Rotten Tomato, and it's not bad. That's uh-huh. not bad for a horror movie is what I'm saying. It's not, but obviously the fact that Wes Craven is back writing the next one, don't you think a call probably went in to said we got to figure this one out a little bit? We don't like where this is going, maybe? It's Rotten Tomatoes? From 1987, we have A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors. Now, Ryan, uh, how do you feel about this one? First off, I like it. I like The Dream Warriors. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, that's a that's a good tagline. Yeah. Do you... Uh, I, I, I've seen this one. Some of these uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movies I'm not that familiar with. There was a handful of Friday the 13th movies I had as a kid that I saw a lot. A couple of Halloween movies that I had as a kid and I saw a lot. I didn't really see a whole lot of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. But this one, they're in a psych ward. And it's like all of the uh, uh, kids from uh, that are in the psych ward have been haunted by Freddy Krueger. Do I have that right? No, I don't think you got that right. That, that, does that, no, that's not why they're in the psych ward. They're in the psych ward for different reasons, but then Freddy Krueger starts haunting them in the psych ward, I think. I thought they were in the psych ward because of Freddy Krueger. Oh, I didn't think so, but maybe they Well, are. we're about to find out. Yeah, I guess we are. From 1987, A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Are you having a good time so far? Are you having fun? Absolutely. What time do you have? Can you give us a time check here? We got eight movies, seven movies left. Let's see what we got. We have seven movies. We got nine. It's 11.26. Oh my gosh, I got three messages. Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors. Is one of those from Freddy Krueger? What the heck is this? What? Are are one of your messages from Freddy Krueger? I thought that maybe one of these pictures was. Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors. If you think you'll get out alive, you must be dreaming. Wow, that's pretty sick. Do you like that as a tagline? Yeah, that's not bad. When you say pretty sick, what do you mean by that? If you think you're going to get out alive, you must be dreaming. That's pretty good. Well, dreaming is a reoccurring theme in these movies. But it's like you got no chance to get out alive. You're going to die. Now, are we going to see uh, Jesse in this third one? Let me stop reading text messages while we're trying to do a show here. That would be nice. Is this the kind of stuff? You're not going to invite me back, are you? If I... Are we going to see Jesse in the third one? Who's we did not see Jesse Heather. Jesse should Jesse? be in the third one. If it takes place at a mental institution, that dude was going out of his mind. We didn't see Heather Langenkamp in the second one. So does that mean we're not going to see Jesse in the third one? I want to see Jesse in the third one, but we're not going to. How about um, uh, uh, Kim Myers? I forget what her character's name was. No, I think the Kim Myers. The skin like the China I doll. think Kim Myers is done, but she was um, she was nice. She, she was both. I'd say she was not she your favorite of the day. Absolutely, including uh, the people in this room right now. Fair enough.
Well, Ryan, I will say this. It seems like all of these Nightmare on Elm Street movies are ending with some different music. It's not like the Halloween series that seemed to always be ending with the Halloween theme. This is the third movie, and every credit sequence has a different uh, sound behind it. That's a good point. I didn't even yeah, notice that. Yeah. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors. Ryan, how would you uh, describe this movie? Seems like everyone's in a psych ward, and Freddy Krueger's causing all kinds of havoc. Yeah, fun flick. I thought this one was a lot different than the second one. Mm-hmm. Complete change of pace. But almost more back to more serious storyline. I thought this storyline was a lot more serious than part two. Yet, Freddy Krueger is still kind of... Uh, Making jokes. Like like when the kid was tied to the bed with tongues, he said, you're a little tongue-tied. That's he's, true. He's starting to get a little uh, little jokey. So, But, but I felt like the, the real storyline where, you know, they're trying to stop Freddy and trying to, you know, like they have to go find uh, Heather's, not Heather, uh, Nancy's Heather. <laughs> well, that's uh, her real name. He has her real name. Yeah. Nancy's father. Yeah. And he's a drunk now, but he's a security guard. He's not a police officer anymore. He's out of it. And they have to go dig up Freddy. Yeah. Um, what do you think of uh, some of the cast here? This is uh, Heather Langenkamp is back, but also uh, early appearances from uh, Patricia Arquette, who has gone on to great success, and uh, Lawrence Fishburne, who was Morpheus in the Matrix films. It's not bad. This series seemed to start a lot of uh, pretty good careers yeah. in entertainment. I think we should uh, have seen more from Kim Myers from the second one, though. She would have been nice to be I'm in still this thinking one. about her. I would have liked to see Mark Patton in this one. I thought that made a lot. I thought that would have segued nicely. Him as one of the kids in there. Now, how did you um, <clears throat> how did you read that ending sequence? It seemed like Freddy Krueger turned into a skeleton. Um, yeah, there was a skeleton. Yeah, he was a skeleton in the in the in the junkyard, mm-hmm. and then he seemed to win a battle as a skeleton. As a skeleton, yeah. Celebrate, and then just and, and then, then just fall, drop, and then just, yeah. he just fell. But uh, Heather Langenkamp has passed away, it looks like. She's uh, gone. I didn't remember that. And, I didn't uh, remember they killed her off. What about Kincaid? Kincaid is still with us. Kincaid, that's a badass character. And uh, the, nobody going to put him to sleep. The uh, Patricia Arquette character is still here. Eh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. She's all right. I, that character didn't really do it for me. Yeah. I like the part where they she picks up he picks up the girl and puts her head to the TV. I was going to say, <clears throat> this is the first time that we're seeing uh, this Frederick Krueger. This is the first time that we're seeing him kind of use your real life against you. Wait, this is Frederick Krueger? Well, you said that it went from Fred... Okay, so now it's Frederick Fred Krueger. To Frederick. All right, now he's well, using your real your real problems against you, like the well, heroin addict. We, we saw the, the, uh, the girl who had the addiction problems, her track marks turned into sucking mouths, and we saw the kid in the wheelchair, you know, he was steps, and he was working with... Uh, the, the, well, the wheelchair was very symbolic, and we had the kid with the puppets, right. and Freddy was using that. I feel like if Freddy Krueger was going to come after me present day, I feel like he would use either a combination of uh, my crummy internet connection and maybe uh, some of my failed relationships with women. Wow. R- Ryan, your thoughts? I could definitely see that with the internet connection. Right. That would be pretty hilarious like, for ma- me. Like, maybe Freddy would send me a link saying that, like, an ex wanted to, like... Uh, get back together and I would click on it and it would be just like a, a still and like the video would keep freezing like a loading circle and then every time it started to run again maybe it would slowly turn into more Freddy Krueger wow until it was like Freddy Krueger in like a mini skirt or something that's haunting and that would be like the way I would uh, have uh, my demise 
I th- I was thinking for me that I would be inside the game Fortnite and five year olds would try to I would I would be inside of a llama and the fo- five year olds would be destroying me. You still play that game a lot, huh? Yeah, I do. I think he yeah. would have to get me through Fortnite probably. So we're three movies in. Uh, wh- where do we stand so far? Give me a, a first, second, and third for you. When we when we started this, when we said we were going to do this, I had a ranking in mind about how I'm going to like these movies, and it's getting turned topsy-turvy right now. i got to say two is my favorite wow. of the day. Three coming in second, and the first one is, is the last one. Is it right because now. of the lovely Kim Myers and that porcelain she, she's skin? She's definitely part of it, but let me say in the third Was one. Was it because of the homoerotic subtext of the second one? I didn't. I didn't get that at all. I mm-hmm. wasn't. I wasn't seeing that at all. But the third one had bare breasts in it, and I, and I enjoy bare breasts in a movie. One of the most famous uh, topless scenes, I would say, in a horror movie history. This one is very well known. Yeah, beautiful woman. Where would you uh, rank? Well, I guess we maybe we can revisit this as the movies go on. Maybe we can look at the different series that we've seen, and maybe you can rate the best uh, nude scenes that you've seen so far. In this movie or all of them? In all of the different series that we've watched in these marathons. We can definitely do it. I'd love to talk about it. Because as as you know, uh, you and I are the only people who have ever been a part of these. Uh, we're three movies in. No one has shown up. Not yet. Not yet. It's still early. Last time we did this, uh, your grandmother even showed up, but she didn't even come inside. So it's like... Uh, no, but then there was an incident. She backed into the street. That's right. Was, was she doing okay? She was not all right. Okay. Well, she didn't come in, so... But um, that's the thing that we always say here is the door is open for other people to show up. And if they do or if they don't, that's up to them. Join us. That's right. Now, as you know, the uh, the Steve Supremo movie marathon, very interactive. And um, we encourage the emails to come in to snowflake sandwiches at gmail.com. We're on the webcam right now, uh, live on snowflake sandwiches.com. We've got the. Uh, um, the AOL Instant Messenger going, and the MySpace page is open. We're, we're answering questions, and we're being very interactive today. We're accessible. So would you like to answer a couple questions that have come in so oh. far? Oh, always. <clears throat> we're, we're only th- we're, we're one-third of the way done, but we've uh, got a couple questions I here. I like the attention. Um, well, this is the same guy. He was here on the Halloween movie marathon. This guy just says, Ryan, show us your weenus. Now this he, this is the same guy who said this during the Halloween movies. Am I is that part of this? Am I allowed to do that? Are we being or I can't or is that going to be a problem with Flips? I'm not sure. I don't think Flips is a sponsor in this one. A Flips is not a Flips has fallen through. Oh come on! What happened? So I can show my weenus? Th- this guy has asked today and during the Halloween movie marathon. So it's something you might want to think about. Wait a minute. Maybe he doesn't think. What is a, what is a weenus? Now, this question says, uh, this isn't really a question. This is more of a statement. It just says, I can smell Ryan's BO through the webcam. Just because I'm wearing a kimono doesn't mean that I haven't bathed. And I'm not going to speak to whether I have or not because it's none of your damn business. Here is a question from Clarice. Now, Clarice is a real VIP of the uh, the Miles Podcasting Network of the movie marathons. Uh, she thinks you're great. She always loves no. to hear from you. She has not, uh, the, the way she described it to me was she doesn't really know much about some of these movies, these movie marathons, but she loves to we'll let her listen. Know. And uh, yeah, she's uh, she's always with us and we love Clarice. But she's uh, asked a question here I think is kind of interesting. Hello, Clarice. Um, do you think, do you think like I do that Freddie's skin looks like pizza cheese? Oh, come on. 
Don't ruin it for me. You know we're you know we're gonna get pizza later. Well, you made a comment during this last film that Freddie's skin looked a little better. You said this was the best that you've seen him look so far. If we're gonna talk about it, absolutely. I thought that one and two was similar. Mm -hmm. I thought the makeup looked similar, but in three, that's when I close my eyes and think of Freddy Krueger. Part three, that 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 look, that's the look that I have in my mind. I feel like in part two, he looked almost like an earthworm. This the skin was like uh, slimy looking yeah, or something. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but this looked truly like burns in yeah. the third one. I thought that looked more like a burn victim. So you're that. so you're disagreeing with Clarice, and that's not uh, pizza cheese. Sorry, Clarice, I'm not getting it, and I don't want to think of it like that. It makes me it makes me ill. I gotta get some pizza wings later. Pizza wings? Is that wings with pizza on them? No, it's, pizza w- it's wings. wings that are made in the same oven as a pizza, so they're wet. So they get the aroma of the they, pizza they got, as it's the, Yeah, yeah, it's like a mixture. The pizza smells like the wings. The wings smells like the pizza. That's going to be very uh, exciting later. I'm looking that, forward to that. That's yummy. Yeah. Well, we'll go ahead and move on here to... Um, oh, here we go. To Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master. Now, the, the, one, the one we just watched was called The Dream Warriors. This one is called the Dream Master. What would you consider to be more powerful? The Dream Master or the Dream Warrior? No, the Dream Master, absolutely. Alice. Alice is the Dream Master. Now, you said uh, before we started that this is uh, your favorite of the series. This is my number one. And you I said love you it. got a VHS copy of this on your eighth Christmas. That, which is a little too early to be was, getting VHSs. I watched it that morning. I watched uh-huh. it Christmas morning when I was eight years old. Nothing rings in Before the... Before anyone woke up, I grabbed the VHS, <laughs> ran back upstairs to my room, and and watched this this movie. Nothing keeps the Yuletide gay like a little uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4. I could not wait. I couldn't... I didn't know what it was. I didn't even know what it was. I literally saw the case for Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Didn't even know what this is. It went and watched it. Loved it. Well, I'll tell you, too, they, they must be getting ready here because the budget of this film is the largest we've seen so far. A $13 million budget. Wow. And uh, Great music in this movie. From 1988, A Nightmare on Elm Street for The Dream Master, Terror Beyond Your Wildest Dreams. That's the best one yet. That's your favorite one of the day? Terror. That's just getting right to it. Terror Beyond Your Wildest Dreams. All of these uh, taglines so far have... Uh, Dreams have have a reference to dreams. Yeah, well, that's a big thing. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a big thing in this movie. I was thinking that some of these might have a reference to pizza cheese. No, no, you got that on the brain. <laughs> well, there we have it. Nineteen eighty-eight, Nightmare on Elm Street four. The Dream Master. The credits roll. Ryan, do you feel like a dream master after seeing that one? <laughs> do you like that one? I do. That's okay. my favorite one. You have kind of a glossy look in your eyes. I'm, I'm just... a little glossy. I was just looking at the credits. I seen that uh, the actress Kristen in this movie. Her real name is Tuesday Night. Night spelled like a knight in shining armor. Yeah, a. I saw that. That's an interesting name, isn't it? Tuesday Night. What do you uh, make of that? I'd like to know more. Only if there was a way that I could do a little research and find out i guess there's not though so forget it well ryan you said that uh, coming into today this one was your favorite what do you think does this uh, hold up for you it holds up very well mm-hmm. i uh i really i really enjoyed it i like the fact i like the dream master i like alice i enjoy the fact that she had gets all the powers and i think i'd like that i, I want to get all the powers <laughs> 
<laughs> Look, just just to let the listeners in on 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 something. What's so funny? Ryan is fully horizontal on a couch, and he's got his <laughs> he's got his head on a pillow, and he is wrapped up in a blanket. <laughs> And I'm standing over him with a microphone, and I feel like I'm interviewing a, 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 someone in a hospital bed or something who can't even lift their head up. Like a hospital. I'm in hospitals right now. I mean, these, are the, these are the final comments if that someone, I'm going to be making. If someone could, could walk in and see this, it would be like I was interviewing like a, a, a victim of a terrorist attack. Well, I, in a lot of ways, can, I am a victim. Are you not even able to sit up slightly? Or you, am I just going to be... Do I have to sit up for at the end of every movie? <laughs> You're so swaddled in that blanket. <laughs> you look like you've been wrapped in a burrito. It's freezing in here. <laughs> Okay. It's so cool. So, uh, what did you think of uh, uh, the the scene where they had to uh, have the karate fight with the invisible Freddy Krueger? I always thought that was a really neat scene, because he was so in touch. He didn't need to be able to see him to beat him up. Um, that character, I can't think of his name right now, but I uh, I really like that character. I like all the characters. I like the music in this movie. I'm gonna download. I used to have the soundtrack on CD. To Nightmare on Elm Street 4 Dream Master, and I'm going to download it. I'm going to get it. But I like that scene. You made the point that maybe uh, that was a budget. Uh, that was a budgeting decision. It just it looked kind of silly to 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 box an invisible villain. I guess different strokes, I suppose. Uh-huh. Uh, there was a scene in this that I remember seeing uh, years ago, actually, uh, with you. I guess we watched this when we were we were maybe 15 or so. And uh, the the father character was uh, upset that he had been given a salad after a hard day's work. And uh, he said, what am I, a rabbit? And um, that, for for whatever reason, became a real joke with us. And for a long time afterwards, we would just, in any kind of conversation, we would just kind of throw in, what do you think I am, a rabbit or something? And that kind of became like a reoccurring joke. And uh, seeing that today, it kind of brought back some memories, but I'm not sure why we thought that was so funny. I, I kind of get it. I mean, I it's pretty funny to me. What am I, a rabbit? Yeah. Kind of agitated, like, you know, it's a funny thing to say. Does a rabbit get agitated? Back in those days, it didn't take much for us to get to get us going. So it spoke to you, much like it did back then. It still speaks to me. Okay. Now, let me ask you something. I, I said that this was going to be your favorite one. Is this your favorite one so far? I think this one might be my least favorite of the day so far. Really? Yeah. Wow, out of all of them. I think it might be. I can't believe it. It's my favorite one. As we stand right now with uh, four movies in, I'm going to say number one, we've got uh, two, and then one, then three, then four. Okay. I'm 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 at four, two, three, and one. It's like totally opposite. Oh, that's that. That goes to show you. That's us. Yeah, uh, this is the uh, final appearance of the Kincaid character, who was oh. who was in the third one. Uh, now might be a good time for you to uh, give everyone your Kincaid impression. Okay, I can do that. Ha <laughs> Take that, Freddy! This movie uh, made a lot of money. Very successful at the box office. Uh, Forty-nine point four million dollars. At the box office. Wow. Yeah. I, I think a lot of that, though, is on the strength of three. I think a lot of people like three, and they saw four, and they didn't like it. Like you. 
I think a lot of people like you did not like four. So you're saying that how well a movie like this does in a series is all about the movie before it. I think it, I think it could be. Yeah, I think in, I think in this case it was. I think three for a lot of people was the better film, and they, and they liked that a lot and thought four was going to be great. And four to a lot of people, I don't think was great. That that's what I, that's kind of what I think. Did you uh, like the move from uh, Freddy Krueger into being a little more jokey? He's uh, he's wearing sunglasses here and he's squashing uh, bugs that are people in the Roach Hotel and so forth. Do you like that? I enjoy it. I like the murder scenes. I like the characters. I like the music. It's just a just a cool movie for me. Okay. Well, are you ready to uh, continue on? I suppose. Yeah, you you look like you're on your deathbed now, but I you're, suppose you're, you're I still... suppose we can carry on with this. But I got to tell you, historically. You Nightmare on Elm Street 5 <coughs> is, is a tough one. There's, there's too many nuns. There's too many nuns in this movie. Yeah. Um, we're moving on to 1989's Friday, Friday the 13th. Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. Now, uh, this kind of moves into a different uh, direction where, where we're talking about family now. And we're talking about... How was Freddie born and how is Freddie passing on his DNA? This is a very different, uh, just from that title, you can yeah. tell it's a very different kind of movie. They've waited for, they waited to the fifth movie to try to explain this whole situation. Well, maybe they figured after that one, it looked like Freddie was done. He was Dunsky after that one. I did like that. That movie had, is that the first one that had like a nice ending where, because Alice and, uh, I mean, I guess spoiler alert, but I mean, Alice and, uh, Dan, you know, walk away holding hands at the end. This I mean, movie's over 30 years old. I don't think that you have to worry spoil, about spoiler, spoiler alert. Alice and Dan, don't, you know, don't blame me. Alice and Dan walk away holding hands. It's a nice ending. Is that the first one with a nice ending? I think it is because part two ended with the bus kind of going in through the, uh, through the desert. What about part three? What was the ending of part three? Part three was the, uh, the bones of the, of Freddy Krueger. <laughs> that wasn't the ending. Uh, the ending was, um, yeah, it was the bones were buried. A Freddy Krueger were buried because the dog at the beginning of this one urinated fire and brought Freddy back to life. So he did die in the third one. So was that a happy ending? But but Nancy yeah. died. Yeah, but Nancy wasn't in the second one. Nor the fourth one. Well, the fourth one hadn't happened yet at the third one. <laughs> but she wasn't in it. I can't, I can't argue with that logic. But we're moving on now. 1989. Boy, these movies were being pumped out. I mean, 84, 85, 87, 88, now 89. Money. Robert Shea over at New Line Cinema must have been... Uh, he knows what pays. There's a dollar sign light up in his eyes. I wonder what other movies he was working on around these times other than The Nightmare on Elm Street. Any other success stories for Robert Shea? Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. The tagline is, Freddy Delivers. Freddy delivers. Oh, because of the baby theme. I think they're trying to play in with maybe Freddy Krueger being an OBGYN. Freddy delivers. I don't get it. The dream child. Oh, OBGYN. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about delivering a baby. I thought OBGYN was what the homosexuals like to be called now. From 1989, Ryan, are you are you ready to press play? I guess we're, we should mention that there was a TV show around this time called Freddy's Nightmares. Do you ever remember hearing that or seeing anything about that? I watched some Freddy's Nightmares. Uh, they weren't they weren't about Freddy, were they? I think Freddy would just do the wraparounds. He was like, 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 he was like host it. Do you, yeah, it was do, really bad. Do you remember seeing episodes of that? Not while it was on, but there was a network. I don't know if it's still around called the Chiller Network. That was around about a decade ago. They would do like reruns. <laughs> And what would be on it? 
uh, episodes of Freddy's Nightmares, uh, Twins Peaks. Twins Peaks? Twins Peaks. Not Twin uh, Peaks, but Twins Peaks. Twins Peaks. Mm-hmm. And, Sounds um, more sexual. The more. Twilight Zone, many different eras of the Twilight Zone. So Freddy Krueger would act as the host, almost like the Crypt Keeper from Tales from the Crypt. Right. Friday the 13th, the series. I think Tales from the Crypt is the only show that channel didn't have, and that was the only one of those shows that was pretty good. So Freddy Krueger, how would that show start? Freddy Krueger would just say, check out this. Uh, I think Dennis Miller Live was on Chiller. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, he was in Bordello of Blood. Was he in Demon Knight? He was on Dennis Miller Live. I know that. Yeah, I think that was on Chiller. How would Freddy Krueger introduce uh, one of these horror shows? With one of those one-liners, like um, like Regis Philbin or somebody would do. Like what? Like, uh, like, hey, here's a, you know, pull down the zipper of your jeans and watch a show. How, how would that have? To, how would that? <laughs> I'm not even. <laughs> And Regis would say this? I've heard, I've heard Regis say that. I think it's where I got that from. I'm not even wearing jeans. Not, not I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a nap during this one. I guarantee it. 1989's Friday Nightmare on I said it's Friday 13th again. <laughs> you wish. The Dream Child. Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. Freddy Delivers. Freddy Delivers. Here we go. Let's do it. There's a different song. Yeah, what do you think of that, Ryan? A little, uh, a little rap at the end of this one. That's a uh, 1989. Is that hardcore? Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Five: The Dream Child. Was that NWA? Whew, what do you think of this one? That one's, uh, that one's got some elements that I like, but it's it's a tough one for me. A different theme here. This one is a, kind of about family and childbirth and yeah, genetics. Genetics. Uh, I give him a little credit for maybe trying something a little different, but uh, doesn't really work for me. How do you feel about it? No, definitely the worst of the day. And I thought that coming in, this was probably my second to least favorite one coming in. It might leave the day my least favorite. I, I mentioned this to you during the movie, though. Um, whereas the Halloween movies that we watched before this, uh, it seems like Michael Myers is kind of always kind of lurking around he's you know outside he's, he's in a room or something at least this move these series of movies they're trying to uh come up with some new places the set designs are very creative and they're coming up with some different uh areas and the cinematography is is usually pretty inventive yeah the ways for freddy to screw with people and to murder people they're they're still coming up with new ways that's mm -hmm. pretty nice i mean it sure beats the knife and the chokeholds of Michael Myers, you're right. They were limited in that series to what they could do. With Freddy, you can do anything. Mm -hmm. Freddy was on a skateboard in this one. He was on a skateboard. Was that your favorite in this one? Well, he also uh, pulled uh, someone into a comic book. Wasn't it the same thing? That was the same. Yeah, one. that was the same. Yeah, one. that was the same. So that was your favorite one. Then. That's the only. The, that's the one you get from this one. I like it when he overfed the the, the model. Or how about when? Um, uh, the guy turns into the motorcycle. I love that. This boy feels the need for speed. Do you say that to yourself when you're driving? I do, actually. I do. I mm -hmm. mentioned that during the movie that I said that to myself. Okay. So I do remember that from this. Um, but I don't take a lot from this movie. I don't feel a certain way about it. I feel like a lot of the stuff with like Amanda Kruger and the nuns and the kids, I feel like I thought it was kind of fell flat. I thought it was kind of boring. Yeah. 
But you know me, I need a lot. I need to be stimulated heavily. Well, up to this point, this movie was the worst on uh, Rotten Tomatoes present day with a 32%. Out of all the movies, this is the worst one? Well, that we've seen so far at this point. Oh, oh at this point, we're 32%. Right. Okay. How do you feel about that? I don't think this one's that even close to four. Uh-huh. What was four's? Four was uh, 55. Ah, boy. Okay, so four people do like four. I was wrong about that. Uh-huh. People do like four. I'm glad. I like it, too. Uh, less of a budget on this one, though. Why would they pull back the budget? If, if four made money, why would they pull back the budget for five? That's not really fair. Maybe they felt like they didn't need it with that uh, skateboarding. I was sad to see Dan go. When Dan died, that's when this movie started to... Deteriorate. Good word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So are you ready to uh, continue on, or did you want to answer a couple questions off the uh, the internet? All right, let's couple, see what the people couple, are talking about. But not look, nothing lewd, okay? A couple questions are coming Everything in. Everything nice. A couple questions are Be coming nice. in here. Uh, this one's to me. It just says, Steve, no woman would ever really like you. Now, that's hurtful. That's not even a question. Yeah. That might be true, but I don't know why you have to say it. I don't think that's... I don't think... I don't know of any that do, but... Uh, here's an interesting question from uh, from Christopher. Uh, Ryan, I'll pose this to you. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Well, let's see. It's meat between bread... I'd say it comes falls closer to a hoagie, and I consider a hoagie a sandwich. Yes, hot dogs a sandwich. Well, this movie took place a little bit at a diner, much like the one before it. And uh, th- there was a, a sign on the wall that said hot dogs, so it kind of ties in. Okay. So what makes a sandwich? The, the, just the bread with the, the uh, filling? Well, I think that's what it is. When you talk about something sandwiched together, yeah, you have two end pieces and a middle. But there, there are no end pieces on a hot dog. It's one piece of bread that's split. So something is laid in the middle of it. It's not so hot dog sandwich. Not a sandwich. That was my point. You said a hot dog was a sandwich. I think you're. I think you misheard me. What about a taco? Do you consider a taco a sandwich? Man, tacos are delicious. It's a Mexican sandwich. Well, so you're saying as long as it's grain. Taco is sandwich in Spanish. So you're saying as long as it's some kind of grain with, with some kind of filling inside, it's a sandwich. It's a form of a sandwich. I think a sub is a sandwich. A, a, a submarine sandwich. But a sub is two different pieces of bread, usually. It's the same thing as a hot dog. It's a piece. It's like a roll cut in half. But a sub has a, has a topping part to it. A topping part? You cut a piece out of the bread. Yeah, so and you then, do a hot dog roll. Hot dog, you never opened up a hot dog roll? You don't place anything on a hot dog, though. You place ketchup, mustard, relish, onions on a hot dog. We're moving into the 90s now with these movies. We're going into 1991. I think a lot of people at New Line probably felt like this movie uh, didn't really deliver. So they said, let's wrap this up in a big, spectacular way. Because the name of this next one from 1991 is Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. And you might be thinking, this is it, folks. The Final Nightmare, Freddy's Dead. But there's still more movies after this. But when you think about it, this is really the ending of, of this uh, series of movies that we're watching here. Yeah. So, um, are, are do you have any comments about Freddy's Dead? You said earlier that this one might be your least favorite of the day. No, no, I don't think Freddy's Dead, I said, was going to be my least favorite of the day. I no, I thought five, you did. No, part five, not even. Either part five or Freddy versus Jason, I've always had an issue with. Uh. Freddy's Dead, I'm kind of in between on. I haven't seen it lately. Let, let's find out. Much like a hot dog bun. You're kind of in between. Yeah, that's right. So you're saying a hot dog is a sandwich or is not a sandwich? Obviously, a hot dog is a sandwich. Okay. 
I think a lot of people just consider it more of a sandwich if you have the two pieces of bread and you're sandwiching something. Hence the term sandwiching something. There was a time where I went through a phase where I would put taco sauce on a hot dog. From 1991, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. They saved the best for last. Well, you, I don't, I, I don't, I got nothing. Nineteen ninety-one. We have uh, Freddy's Dead, the final nightmare. Ryan, uh, that's it, everybody. Show's over. I think this has to be the end of this, right? That's Freddy it. is no more. That's it. Pack it up. What do you think of this one? He's dead. I just saw it. Yeah, I've what? seen it a bunch of times today, but I saw it again, and this time has got to be it. Do you like this movie? I liked it. It's weird today. I like this one. Probably that's the best I've ever liked it. I actually kind of. It brought me back from part five. I, it had a lot more going on. The last time I remember seeing this, uh, you wanted to uh, watch this, and you said, put on Freddy's Dead, or better yet, put on Ryan's Dead. Yeah. And then you watched about 40 minutes of it and then left. Different different time in my life, right? Yeah, why would you do that? And I meant that. Yeah. When I said put on Freddy's Dead, put on Ryan's Dead, I meant that. But I can't say that today. And then why would you leave before the movie was over? Um, I think I just, I think Ryan was dead yeah. and I had had enough. How would you uh, give the uh, synopsis of this movie? How would you explain what's going on here? Oh my gosh, um, I, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, uh, Freddy's got a Freddy's got a kid. Freddy's got a kid, and he wants to uh, he wants to rekindle the relationship. Mm -hmm. That's the new goal for Freddy. He's killed all the kids in uh, Springwood. Springwood is only thing left now is a bunch of uh, childless parents and uh, nutcases. And uh, he he's killed all those kids, and he wants to find his kid that he had in real life. A lot of uh, cameos here. We had uh, Roseanne and Tom Arnold. Mr. and Mrs. Tom Arnold. And says uh, in the credits. Johnny Depp, who we saw earlier saw in the Johnny day. Depp, Ricky Lake. And uh, Ricky Lake was not in this. And uh, Alice Cooper playing uh, Freddy Krueger's father. I didn't recognize Alice Cooper. I said, there's Alice Cooper. And did you hear me say that when he was on screen? You said it, but I didn't believe you. I thought you were joking. That you were making a joke. I'm still not sure. I, I couldn't pick Alice Cooper out of a lineup. It's an odd thing for me to say, just to say it. Well, I saw Ricky Lake in the movie, and you said that she wasn't in the movie. So I'm saying Alice Cooper was not in the movie, but Ricky Lake was. So uh, that's got to be the end of this, right? It's over. Mm -hmm. I'm leaving. Okay. But there's a couple more movies left, it looks like. I can't believe it. How many left? Looks Lots like, of action left. Looks like three. You know what? I'm ready for more action. Freddy's Dead got me back into it. I'm ready for more movies. Folks, are you ready for more movies? How about that scene with the uh, the kid's hearing aid when uh, his head exploded? That was because disturbing. He went from hearing nothing to hearing everything. He saw, but before that, he saw his mother and he got on his knees and he begged his mother to not make him deaf. Well, I'm talking about when Freddy Krueger was dropping the pins and making his head explode. But to me, it was very cringy when he asked his mother not to make him deaf. That was very scary to me. How about when, uh, I know you're an avid gamer, how about when Freddy Krueger had the old school uh, Nintendo Power Glove and he was in a video game? Hilarious. Great times. Talking about the graphics. I'm not a gamer. I like, I like Fortnite. Did it w make you wish you were playing a video game right now? Absolutely not. I'm enjoying watching every single uh, Freddy Krueger movie that there ever was.
Do you like a, a joking around Freddy Krueger holding a video game controller, or do you like him a little more uh, serious? I like the joking around. I like the uh, I like the the stoner Freddy Krueger. I like the uh, video game the gamer Freddy Krueger. Mm -hmm. I like all that kind of stuff. The ending of this movie was in 3D, and there were lots of hints oh. for the audience to put on their 3D glasses and to take makes... off their 3D glasses when you're watching it. Uh, in a home setting with no 3D glasses, it looks kind of silly, wouldn't you say? Uh, it looks really silly, and it, I don't see the point of the 3D anyway. Maybe they just needed another gimmick to get people in to see Freddy one last time. Well, I think they probably thought that. I don't know if they needed it, but um, wouldn't you agree that... When, what year is this movie? 91. 91. We're in 2019. Wouldn't you agree that probably 3D hasn't gone anywhere since 91? Like, it's about the same? Well, I've never seen a movie that was 3D, but only for like 10 minutes. That's true. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point. Where it's, it's like a partial. It's a lot, isn't it? And you have to pick up a hint to put on your 3D glasses. Like I picked it up. up hint. I picked it up. How did how did people even know that this was going to be a thing? Was there someone standing outside the movie theater saying, here's your 3D glasses, wait for the hint? I would imagine that's probably what happened. Wow, that's a lot of work. I would imagine also, too, that maybe there was someone in 1991 that was handed some glasses and maybe put them on right away. And then watched a good part of the movie and said, this isn't in 3D. Right. Would yeah, you or, think that would happen? Or what is 3D? Was this the first ever 3D movie? Well, no, because uh, as we've seen in a previous uh, Steve-O Supremo movie marathon, Friday the 13th 3D, part three. What year was that? 1982. So like 10 years before, nine years before this one, there was a 3D movie? There sure was. Was that the first 3D movie? No, you'd have to go back to the 50s and 60s to find the first 3D movie. You're lying to me. <laughs> Have you ever seen the pictures of the people wearing the 3D glasses and the black and white photos? Are you serious? Or are you joking no, I'm being with me? Right very now? serious. It's been around for a while. Well, goes to show you. What does it go to show us? Goes to uh, show you can learn something new every day, friend. Right? I can't believe this. What can't you believe? That there's 3D movies. There's no way there's 3D movies in the 50s and 60s. Well, if we're moving on, we're moving on. He wasn't there. Uh, to 1994. I got This is the uh, a, a real kind of um, uh, movie that doesn't really follow any other timeline. This is kind of its own little movie. This is, I guess, it, I guess it's the first one takes place because, if I remember correctly, it's been a while since I've seen Wes Craven's New Nightmare. But if I remember correctly, it's like the first one happened. And none of the other movies happened. And uh, Freddy Krueger is a fictitious character, but now he's I don't into think that's real life. True. I don't think that, that that it's that none of the movies ever happened. I said the first one happened. No, but not. I think that all the movies happened in this in that movie. Well, if that was the case, uh, w why wouldn't Freddy uh, go after? Uh, like Kim Myers from the second one. Why Heather Langenkamp you from wish, the first one? You wish. All folks, all I've heard this entire day, and this started at what time? What, what time is it now? It started at eight o'clock, if not a little earlier. It's now six thirty p.m. Yeah. And all I've heard all day is why didn't they put put Kim Myers in this movie? Why hasn't she been in this one? What I thought, happened to her? I thought she did a great job in the second one. Beautiful, talented lady. Why? Why did we only see her one time? I mean, we, she was, there, yeah. There's been other characters that we've seen a couple. We saw Kincaid. She was good. We saw uh, uh, Heather Langenkamp. And what was the woman from the, the third cards. and the they fourth one? They couldn't work out a deal. What was the woman from the third and the fourth one? Tuesday night. But she was she was portraying someone from the other ones. Tuesday night was in the fourth one. 
Oh, you're talking about Alice. But she was portraying someone from the third one. Who are you talking about? Patricia Arquette. That was Tuesday night. She was in the fourth one. But she was portraying someone from the third one. Correct. Okay. That's right. Wait, what were we talking about? What's her name? This this movie is by itself, is what I'm saying. This, Tim this, Meyer. This doesn't follow oh. any any of the timelines of any of these movies. This is kind of its own thing. Wes Craven is Wes Craven in this movie. Uh, so is Adelaide, Robert England. Exactly. So what we've just seen is kind of the end of the series, you could say. In a lot of ways. Oh, it is. I don't. They, they never came back to this. Uh-huh. They ended it, and they stayed ended with it, and they did some different stories. Okay. So, uh, are you ready to go ahead and press play? Absolutely. On 1994's Wes Craven's New Nightmare, this time the terror doesn't stop at the screen. The terror doesn't. St- I love it. Meaning that this movie's nuts. Meaning that every other movie was on the screen, and this one is beyond the screen. This is. What an idea. Wes Craven's always seemed very interested in uh, taking things like, uh, make it, like like Scream was always kind of like referencing movies. Like other things are movies, but this isn't a movie. Yeah, but it is a movie. He seems very big on that idea. Well, he, he seemed, he's passed away, but he seems seemed very big on that idea. I think it's a good idea. I think I like this movie. Uh-huh. And from what I remember, I like this movie. So we'll uh, find that. I'll let you know here in just a moment. Do you have any comments on uh, Wes Craven's new nightmare? Yeah. Um, Before it begins? Yeah. Um, I like Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Anything else you wanted to say? Um, I'm looking forward to seeing if Heather Langenkamp... Uh, Camp. Trimmed, not Cap. Camp. I'm Heather Camp. I need a bottle of water. I'm getting a little dry. Water or water? A little bit of water. Now, Heather... Heather, Heather Langenkamp... I'm looking forward to seeing the eyebrows if they're tightened up because we've been talking about in the first and third movie. They were a little bushy. They were a little bushy, and we're wondering uh, if she's going to be a little older in this movie, more mature. Yeah. Is she doing any work to the eyebrows? Well, maybe the thickness of the eyebrows are a part of her character. Well, uh, I honestly don't remember how the eyebrows look in this one. I got to get a trick of this gravy. But I do remember that uh, Robert England portrays himself much as he portrayed him himself or a version of himself in this last one we saw that was great i liked it when his daughter came out of the basement saying she wouldn't tell now uh did that make you wonder why your family never listens to you i did yeah i did pose that question that you know freddie seemed like he had a real strong hold on the women in his house and his house seemed to be in order and i just wonder if i should have handled things in my home with a firmer hand i think that ship has long past sailed well, but just maybe if I had the finger and knife gloves. Are uh, you ready to press play on uh, wrap up this this series of films for us? Just give us a wrap up here. Um, put a put a bow on this series of films because they're they're a series. We had you know what we had six and a lot of these mo- horror movie marathons that we've done they're broken up in pieces and you have different stories and reboots and this and that but they did six running in a row that you know told a story. Now is Kim Myers going to be in a new nightmare? Don't hold your breath. Well, Ryan, that was Wes Craven's new nightmare from 1994. He wrote it. He directed it. Talking about Wes Craven. He produced it. Wes Craven put a lot of work into this. But I still say that uh, I think Robert England gets all the credit here, right? For being Freddy Krueger. Well, this is a a very... um unique type of script and idea especially for 1994 
where basically they're saying all of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies did not happen, but now for some reason the real Freddy Krueger is uh, is appearing. Now, what does if if no Freddy Kruegers existed before, what is this Freddy Krueger all about? I'm 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 confused. So the Freddy Krueger in this is not Robert England. It's a figment of Wes Craven's imagination. Well, we saw Robert England uh, painting in this movie, playing himself. So he had no interest in this type of stuff. He wasn't after Heather Langenkamp. It didn't appear. Yeah. So uh, how do you read that? Or Nancy. Uh, that's what I say. I think it's a figment of Wes Craven's imagination. Mm -hmm. It was just a story, as it says at the end. So what did we just watch? A whole lot of nothing. Now, look, this is something that I want to talk about. While we were watching the movie, we did a little research. And we I wanted to know what the net worth was of Robert England. And it's only $14 million. But you... Well, that's the, the figure you found. He's it, Freddy Krueger. That may or may not be right. We don't know for sure. But the idea that y you seem to think that Robert England should have hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. That was my guess, that Robert England had $150 million. But but I think you need to understand that he's he's not Freddy Krueger. He's an actor portraying the character of Freddy Krueger. He doesn't own that character. So but I just, he's, a, he's an actor that's playing... So he doesn't, get, he doesn't, he only gets paid for when he's playing that character in a movie. He doesn't get paid for every time that, that character is like used. That for character something. is owned by uh, Wes Craven and maybe New Line Cinema at the time. And then we looked it up and it said that Wes Craven was worth about $40 million. And I feel like thinking about it, all these Nightmare on Elm Street movies and these Freddy Krueger movies, and all the movies he did, I feel like that's a low number. Hmm. Do, do you understand how money works? $40 million doesn't seem like a lot of money. I mean, to me, it's like a lot of money. But I just, I don't know. And I thought Robert England would have a lot more money for being Freddy Krueger. Because Freddy Krueger, to me, is one of the most notable names in character history. As far as a character goes, I can't think of many more notable ones than Freddy Krueger. But Robert England is playing the part of Freddy Krueger. Without Robert England, there is no Freddy Krueger. Another character would have would have played the part but it might have been like so many other characters another actor would have played the part of freddy krueger but friends, it might have been like so many characters that might have fallen flat and not been so great friends you heard it here first ryan young said 40 million dollars and i quote not a lot of money well you were so, in a jewelry store with me one time when they brought me out some jewelry to look at and i said yeah i like that <laughs> No, how did I say it, Stu? You said, you said, that's kind of what I'm looking for, but more expensive. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, exactly. And I meant it. And that's what I'm saying here. Let's get Robert England some more money. Ryan has the mentality of a, uh, apparently a, a multi-billionaire. I'd like the chic. Uh, I would have been a good chic, I feel. But yet you're, you're not. No, 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 I'm not. There's still time, though. Uh, Heather Langenkamp is back. And uh, the, the eyebrows look a little trimmed up. She looks great in she was this. Tightened did, up. did a great job. Looking good. Looking grown up. The kid from Pet Cemetery and uh, Kindergarten Cop. And um, that kid is money. Uh, uh, Michelle's friend from uh, Full House. That kid is. He is great in Wes Craven's New Nightmare. But yeah. I have to mention though, Pet Cemetery. I defy anyone to show me a better acting job by anyone of any age than he did as that kid in Pet Cemetery. Yeah. So. Um, why uh, did 
did they go with Heather Langenkamp in this role instead of Kim Myers from part two, do you think? Oh, dear God. You people are hearing a little bit of what I've been hearing this whole damn day. Someone is crushing hard over here on Kim Myers. I'm just saying. Right or wrong? Are you crushing hard or not? I'm watching these movies today, and I got to tell you, she had a real, and I'm not saying Heather Langenkamp doesn't, but she Kim Myers had a real charisma. She popped on screen. And it's a shame that we only got to see her in one of these films. Did Kim Myers have any interaction with Freddy Krueger in that movie? Yes. At what? At the end? You just watched it. I can't remember. <laughs> was it at the end with the bus and the bus went in the desert? Okay. We well, don't even know what well, happened to Kim Myers. You did watch that movie, though. You weren't this here. This is what I need. I need Robert England <laughs> to get more money, and I need Steve I need Steve to get a date with Kim Myers. How can we make it happen? All right. Well, uh, m- moving on to... Uh, th- that movie did very well with the uh, with the critics. It didn't do very well at the box office. but I like that um, movie. I agree. It did very well with the critics. 78% right now on Rotten Tomatoes. Didn't dude. do well at the box office? No. It, uh, it made $19.7 million on an $8 million budget. Wow, that's really good. Double the money. Yeah, but that's really not that great. But doubling your money is good, right? I wish I could double my money. Uh, I wouldn't mind having a couple bucks. Yeah, I'm sure that they were hoping for more. Like, for example, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 that starred the one and only Kim Myers. A budget of $3 million and a box office of $30 million. That's a little better dividend. Kim Myers times 10 it. It's her. Maybe she, she should have been back, is all not, I'm saying. Not Mark Paxton. So, well, maybe bring him back, too. That's definitely not that guy's name. I forgot, but I think it's something like that. Maybe it is. Well, speaking Mike of uh, things that make a lot of money, up next, uh, making its second appearance in the Sebo Supremo movie marathon, 2003's oh. Freddy versus Jason. I couldn't find a great tagline on the movie posters. I look at I looked at a couple of the different movie posters for Freddy versus Jason, and a lot of them did not have any tagline. It was just said Freddy versus Jason. But I found a um, a DVD box cover from Europe, and one of them said, "It's the fight you're dying to see." Oh wow! Nothing about dreams. No, because uh, Freddy's got to share the stage this time. He's got a co-headliner. But it is kind of like that. It's almost like a, like a main event of like a boxing match or a mixed martial arts contest. It's a fight. Well, that's why I was going to say uh, uh, there was a scene. I remember seeing the trailer for this. And Monica Kina, who's the lead female in Freddy vs. Jason, she's standing in a room and Freddy vs. Jason are walking towards each other. And she says, Freddy vs. Jason, place your bets. And that And that line was not in the movie. But it was in the trailer. That would be an odd line to be in the movie. But I, I thought "Place Your Bets" might be a better tagline. Place your bets, yeah, that is good. Mm-hmm. Now, who who? Uh, well, I just wanted to find out what the watch. What was the question? Out. Go I ahead. Say, who, you had a thought who, there. Who does win? Well, you've again, you've seen this movie in in these movie marathons. I know it. But you I have can't no remember. recollection of it at all. You didn't remember that. Uh, I don't think there's a clear winner. You didn't remember that Kim Myers had the interaction with Freddy Krueger, and that was today. I couldn't remember an interaction with Freddy Krueger, no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so we're moving right along here to uh, 2003's Freddy vs. Jason. Ryan, you feeling good? we got two movies left. How how, how you holding up? I'm strong. I mean, I'm, I'm hanging in there really well. Yeah, you were uh, you were uh, vegged out during this one. You were... You were, uh, had your feet up, but that's been all day. I guess that was nothing new. I, I was vegged out when I woke up this morning. That's true. All right. So two more movies left. Are you, are you up for it? You I'm ready? here. I'm strong. All right. You ready to press play? 
Please, would you? Do something. Can I get a snack? For the second time in the Steve-O Supremo movie marathon, Freddy versus Jason. Ryan, we already covered this movie in the Friday the 13th movie marathon, so maybe we'll kind of keep this a little uh, shorter. I mean, what's left to be said? But uh, I, I think I mentioned during that movie marathon, if someone was to hand you a notebook or a laptop computer and say, write me Freddy versus Jason... This is probably the best you can do because you got to get the Freddy stuff in. You got to get the Jason stuff in. You got to make both fan bases happy. You really can't do a whole lot better than this. But it, to me, it's just kind of um, it's uh, it's not one of my favorites. On paper, it's a good idea. Yeah. But when you sit there and watch it for a couple hours. Yeah. It just it's not it's not that great. And uh, Jason is now afraid of the water after living in the water. He's been in the water. I mean, I remember back in Jason Takes Manhattan, he was, uh, he swam. I mean, depending on how you want to read that, he swam from the boat to to New York City, which was maybe a hundred miles or so. Practically a fish. Yeah. And now he's scared of the water. How do you feel about that? That seems to come out of nowhere. That's an interesting choice, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I never have felt very good about this movie, Uh but how long was this movie in the making though? It was also, I think it goes back to the late eighties. They were talking about it. So, so much buildup. It's hard to sometimes deliver on that. Yeah. On that kind of anticipation. Uh, Monica Kina, uh, is the female star of this. What do you think of Monica Kina? She's not bad. Mm -hmm. She's all right. I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan. She always reminded me of Brittany Murphy. I can see that a little bit. Yeah. I can see that a little bit. Um, I think we mentioned in the other uh, Friday the 13th movie marathon, um, a new uh, Jason after uh, being played uh, four times by um, Kane Hodder. We now have a new Jason. How do you feel about that? Do you think that we should have had Robert England and uh, Kane Hodder together in this movie? You know what? That didn't bother me too much because I'll tell you, the one thing I do like about it is that I th- I like the fighting sequences. Mm-hmm. I thought the literal fighting between Freddy and Jason is kind of, is fun. I think that they wanted... And I like the ending. I think they wanted uh, Freddy Krueger to maybe be a little smaller, a little sleeker, and maybe they wanted th- this Jason to be a little taller. Big Jason. It, because this one is... This Ken, uh, Ken Kersinger, I think his name is, he's he's taller than Kane Hodder. It played like that, too. It, yeah. it, it looked like that. It made a lot of sense. I don't like that ending. But I'm not I'm not big on the Jason in a ski coat, wearing a ski jacket. Did, I, did you uh, like that look? I'm, uh... Yeah, you're I, on I the fence about it. Doesn't it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. I don't worry about it too much. Yeah. You care more about the Jason clothes than I do. Yeah, it's just, I, I, well, we don't, this is, this is about Nightmare on Elm Street, but... Uh, I like him more when he's uh, a little more casual, not wearing the jacket. I'll go with that, too. Yeah, I like- don't like him when he's all bubbled up from the water. Did I don't you- like the movies where he's all... Uh, well, now he's scared of the water, so you don't have to worry about yeah, that. Yeah, I don't have to worry. That's over now. Did you like him coming out of the field on fire? Uh, That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, who doesn't... I mean, well, I, I like it when people are on fire. Yeah. Well, this is the, the 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 last appearance of uh, someone we have seen a lot of today, Mr. Robert England. How about that? And, uh, we, we, I mean, anybody can kind of uh, be behind the hockey mask in theory. Anybody can be behind the Michael Myers mask. But this 
character, much like Warwick Davis. I, I've thought about this today, seeing Freddy Krueger in these movies. Much like Warwick Davis with the Leprechaun, this Freddy Krueger is talking, and so much of this character is is Robert England's movements and his mannerisms, and he really embodies the whole uh, the whole Freddy persona. I agree with everything you said. Now, that being said, mm-hmm. do you think that anyone else should ever try to play Freddy Krueger? Hmm. Should it even be attempted? Well, they did attempt it. Right. In a movie that is up next, as a matter of fact. How about that? Yeah. But, uh, you know, Robert England certainly had a nice run. Yeah. I'm, I, do you think it was his choice to not do Freddy Krueger anymore? Do you think that he it was, you know, there well, was no more uh, opportunities for him to do Freddy well, Krueger? Well, we don't know that. But now, since that's the last appearance of Robert England, I think this might be a good time for your... Uh, Robert England as Freddy Krueger impression. Okay, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah, t- okay. t- take it away. Let's do... Um... <laughs> uh, Nancy, it's bedtime! That's not bad. I thought you were going to go with It's a Boy from uh, from the, de- the Demon Child. It's... He goes, oh. It's a boy! Oh, yeah. That's what right. I thought you were going to yeah, go Yeah, I could have done that one. Is that what that movie was called? The do Demon you, Child? Do you want me to do it? The, the Demon, Dream the Child. Demon child. <laughs> I called it The Demon Child. The Demon Child. That was The Dream Child. You want to try it again with that one? Yeah, okay. It's a boy! Very good. Very good. Well, uh, we got one movie left, so how about we just uh, r- run through some more of these questions we've got here off the MySpace page. I love it. I love um, all the questions. Thanks, everybody. Um, let's see what else we've got here. Um, is there... Uh, I guess this is a question. Give me a good one. I, I, I guess this is a question for you. This just said, uh, who would you like to see topless? Um, you made a comment during these movies. Not as much nudity in the Nightmare on Elm Street movies as maybe the Halloween series or the Friday the 13th series. Um is there, I never noticed it before. Is there a gal or, or, or a guy? It doesn't say it has to be a woman topless. Was there a, someone in any, these movies that you've seen so far that you'd like to see without their shirt on? Um, Maybe Robert England? I'm, <laughs> no, no. Um, I'm going to be generous. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take Kim Myers. I'm going to, I'm going to gift it to you. You need it. You know what today? There's a lot of days where I need it bad. Today's your day. And I wouldn't mind either. Lovely lady. Yeah. Um, do you think the undertaker's undefeated streak at WrestleMania should have ended? I don't really have anything to do with what we're talking about here, but I'm just, but you asked I'm it. just trying to burn through some of these questions. Um, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I, I I like it. I like it. I like it that it happened to Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. I do. I think I think that 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 made sense to me. It didn't make sense to some people, but it made sense to me. Well, that was kind of a unique, organic type of uh, streak that he had there of just kind of being undefeated at WrestleMania. A lot of people thought that it maybe shouldn't have ended like that. I think that it should have, and I liked it. Right. And it was unexpected. It surprised me. I enjoyed that. That's the point. Um, this one just says. Uh, Grown man in a John Cena shirt with a question mark a- after it. Next question. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Let me go back. You know what? I, this is BS. Mm-hmm. Th- read it. Hey, hey, chump. Read it. Earn it. Respect it. Suck it. 
I, I, I didn't see that part on it. Move on. All right. Um, it's a BS. Well, we have a question. We try to keep things light and fun here, but this is a this is a question that can get very heavy. Oh goodness! Um, Worse than the John Cena question. What do you think happens when we die? I mean, we've seen a lot of movies here uh, today and in the movie marathon. Who knows if we'll ever do another movie marathon after this? Do you want me to answer that? And well, we've seen a lot of kind of stylized death sequences, and you got to think horror movies, Halloween. You're kind of, um, what is that? I mean, basically, aren't you just having fun with something that's really very terrifying? The idea of being scared, the idea of death. It's kind of, is that the way you something read it? Something that's inevitable. Is that the way you read it? Or do you, or, or I mean, you know, not to get too, too heavy here, but do you think there's an afterlife? Or do you think that it's when we die, it's just kind of like before we were born, where it's just kind of into nothingness? I don't know what happens after death um after life but i know that death is going to happen so i live my life prepared for that and i just try to be the best guy i can be day in and day out hmm. that's a very good answer why do you think freddy krueger is wearing a fedora that's a good question i mean why a, <laughs> because we've ne- was, was this fred krueger before he was burned was he wearing that hat anyway? right. well in freddy's dead there's a clip that shows him being burned by the people in the neighborhood and he's wearing the red and green sweater and the fedora is on a coat hanger so maybe that was something that he wore so it was before like he was yeah it was incinerated. like it, it was his clothing that in, the, in that moment hmm interesting uh best looking dude of the day Oof. Um, with, a, I'm gonna, with a question mark at the I'm end. I'm going to go with uh, Brady, part two. Hmm. What do you think Freddy Krueger's knives smell like? Which movie? I don't know. You just, pick. That's just what it says. You pick. Which movie? It, it makes a difference. Um, How about the, uh, the the Dream Child? Part five. He's kind of in a womb, right? Oh, Kind of fishy? The uh, the actor who played Heather Langenkamp's father in the uh, first, third, and um, uh, the new Nightmare, does he have the strangest hairline you've ever seen or what? That's that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I thought did about you, did that you, during, Did you notice that? I thought about it during... Um, I want to say the third. I want to say the third one. It might have so been the new nightmare. Been, uh-huh. I can't remember. But uh, yeah, but it's like it's combed down to cover to make it the illusion that his hairline is not receding. But it's it's a strange one. Check it out. It, it, it's kind of like Donald Trump's hair, where you can't really see where it begins. That's right. Yeah. It's almost like folded or something. The hair has been folded. Yeah. Uh, and and I guess the last question here. We got loaded today. Thank you all. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just reading this. Uh, how boss is Wes Craven's house? Because Heather Langenkamp uh, visited Wes Craven's house in the uh, New Nightmare, it, it, a beautiful home it looked like. That you know what that was really nice. Um, I was I was trying to figure out that it seemed like a nice big mansion by the beach, but he was wearing a flannel shirt. He was dressed like a lumberjack. So. Wes Craven seemed like a man to me that d- didn't know who he wanted to be. He wasn't acting like a man. He should have been wearing like a Playboy uh, jacket. Okay. He, so, was wearing, he was wearing a lumberjack so, outfit. So he maybe, was whispering in that big house. So, 
<laughs> That's something I would like to mention. I don't know what this last movie is going to be like, but the movies that we've watched today, I don't know if it's my television or what, but the sound mixing has been so crazy. It will be so quiet during dialogue when they're speaking. Right. And then there'll be like an explosion and it's, and it's like your ears are about to explode. Like that poor guy from uh, Freddy's dead. There was a couple times today where I had to beg Steve that I, it was like the TV was muted. It, I could not understand. I could not hear a thing. Is that, I hate to think that's my television that's doing that, but no, I don't, I don't think so. I think, it, I think it's the set of uh, videos we've been watching this on. That's, that's really alarming. Well, here we go. We're, we're at the end of this, I guess from 2010, this is the, the reboot, the reimagining, the remake, whatever you want to call it. Uh, 2010's a nightmare on Elm street. Robert England is gone. Someone else is in the Freddy Krueger hat. Uh, the tagline is, Welcome to your new nightmare. That's right. Jackie Earl Haley is playing Freddy Krueger. I would think Welcome to Your New Nightmare would have fit better with Wes Craven's new nightmare. No, no, no. Is that too is, is that uh, too much new nightmare? This is Wes Craven's new Nancy. Rooney Mara plays Nancy in this. I love Rooney Mara. I've never seen this movie before. I love it. It's my second favorite of the entire series. Oh, okay, okay. Well, Next to part four. This this day, as you've said, has kind of thrown off your ranking a little bit. It has, but part four still holds up as number one. I don't know that this movie will hold up as number two, but we will find out. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's watch this last one, and then we'll come back, and we'll give both of our rankings from favorite to least favorite of the day. How about that? I love it. So you ready to press play? You got one more movie left in you? I can do it. Is I, that John Cena shirt going to hold out? You, I'm, you've been, I'm you've, earning it. You've been eating a lot of food today. I respect it. Okay. I'm, I'm I'm all my skin's not in this shirt at this point, but I'm I'm out of the covers more now than I was earlier. You got to give me that. Much like uh, Freddy Krueger in uh, one of these movies we've seen, I feel like if you lift that shirt up, we'll see the ghosts of the uh, sandwiches you've eaten today. The soul, yeah, the souls of the of the sandwiches are on my body. All right, we're heading back to 2010 here, Ryan. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street reboot, reimagining. Are you ready for this? Whew, absolutely. After a bathroom break, let's go. <laughs> Hmm. And that's it. 2010's A Nightmare on Elm Street. We've done Reboot, it. remake, reimagining, whatever you want to call it. Um, What are your thoughts on this one? I love it. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's a great movie. I really enjoy it. I thought they did a good <clears throat> job bringing it back. I know it's not maybe the popular decision, but I, I like it. What did you think of uh, Fred Krueger's uh, makeup in this one? We have um, a different actor playing the part of Freddy Krueger. Robert England is gone. And what is this guy's name? Jackie Earl Haley. What do you think of the makeup? I, I like it. It looked like a burn victim to me. Does he look a little like a mountain lion to you? Like he does to me? Or like the Avatar character? We, we, had, we had some laughs about that during the movie but uh you don't see it but i didn't see it no there was one scene where i maybe i saw a whisker or two but i uh that i agreed with you but uh what do you think of uh, rooney mara as the uh lead female here do you like her acting i love rooney mara that was the first movie i ever saw her in and um i mean pretty lady and uh fun to look at and i thought she did a good job in the movie do you, you like her uh way she plays this character then? i did mm-hmm. i noticed you didn't like it now what do you not like about it um i just i i didn't uh, much care for her performance do you know what i liked about it and you kind of mentioned that it was a little flat 
Is that is that right? About is that a good word to use about what you were saying about her performance? A little bit. I felt she could have done a, a little bit more with with uh, some eye movement, or maybe just changing the inflection of her voice a little bit. I thought that maybe she played the character that way because she was um, an abused child that had suppressed those emotions, and that is what the personality that she had developed throughout her life because she was an abused child. How about uh, Connie Britton? She's in this and. Another lovely lady. At the end, that I like. At the end, he seems to come through the mirror. And uh, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, that I don't like. I, I, but I feel like that had to pay some kind of homage to the original. Where uh, I like the happy ending where they kill him and then they're in the ambulance. But I always did pose the question: If you bring Freddy into the real world and then you kill him, doesn't he just go back to the world where he was, where he was terrorizing you in your dreams? So mm. apparently, this movie agrees with me. What do you think the future holds for the Nightmare on Elm Street series? This was the most recent one in the franchise, 2010. Are we going to see a sequel to this? Are we going to see a brand new reimagining of Plat Platinum Dunes apparently loves to remake uh, well-loved well films? What do you think we're the future doing, holds? We're doing this podcast in 2019, and so I don't see a sequel to this happening. There's obviously going to be another movie at some point. This character is too profitable for there not to be. There will be because we've done a podcast on it now. So once that happens, it's it's uh, we found that they always make another movie. And would, in your opinion, what do you think that's going to be? A, another reimagining from scratch? I think so, but I think you got to let a lot, of, a lot of time go by. But I'll be honest, I don't know how you could do it any better than that. I mean, hmm. um, I thought the nightmares were awesome, and there was a lot of them. We talked about that. That it's like it's I said, just, uh, yeah, I said uh, a little, a little uh, uh, too much of the nightmares. You thought too much. It, I it, thought it didn't have time to breathe, and it yeah. just was like one to the next. And I liked it one to the next because it kind of that's what this movie is. I feel like I mm -hmm. like I like I thought I thought a lot of the scenes were beautiful too. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the end of it. So I guess now is the time for you to. Go ahead and give your, uh, of the nine movies we've seen, can you give a, a favorite to least favorite ranking? You want me to rank, it, rank them up? Yeah. Uh, during the last couple minutes of that movie, I made a quick little uh, ranking here, so I think I have mine. I'm going to go. Okay. All right. I'm going to go. Oh, for, oh, for, how about you How about you give your favorite, and then I'll give my favorite, and then we'll go we'll from We'll start there. from favorite to least favorite? Yeah. Okay. My favorite's part four still. I'm going to say my favorite is uh, part two, Freddy's Revenge. Wow, it held up the whole day. It did. That's the one thing that, that uh, well, there's lots of things that could have made this last movie better. But uh, something that really could have improved it would be uh, maybe an appearance from Kim Byers from the second one. Of course. Yeah. Um, if we're going second on my list, I'm going to say uh, this one, the reboot. This is your second favorite one of the entire my series. My second favorite one of the entire series. Okay. Uh, I have at number uh, two, the original, number one. Wow, went back. So you got two and then a number one. Mm -hmm. That's pretty That's pretty high. I mean, it makes a lot of sense to me. You run through the rest of your list and I'll run through the rest of mine. You want to go fast? Yeah, and All then right. I'll do mine. All right, then I'm going to go, uh, let's see. So did, you're four, four and the then the reboot. reboot. Uh -huh. I'm going to go with New Nightmare. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to go with part three. I'm going to go with part two, and then uh, the first one, the original, and then it's down to, let's see, it's down to Dream Child, Freddy versus Jason. And then Freddy's dead, right? And Freddy's dead. I'll go Freddy's dead, 
Dream Child and Freddy vs. Jason last. Okay. I have number one, Freddy's Revenge Part 2. I have number two, the original. I have number three, the third one. And then I have uh, at number four, A New Nightmare. And then I have at number five, Part 4, which was your number one. And then I have uh, Freddy's Dead after that. And then I have uh, the, the Dream Child after that one. Freddy versus Jason is the second worst. And at the uh, last place, the 2010 reboot. Really? You liked that the least? That was my least favorite one. Really? I've seen here. Yeah. I'm surprised by that. Oh, really? Well, I didn't think you gave it much of a chance. I just watched it. How much more of a chance could I give it? I don't know. You didn't. I don't know. You didn't think you, maybe it's because you watched so many other Nightmare on Elm Streets beforehand. I didn't think you gave it much of a chance. I thought you I, went in with a with a maybe thinking you weren't going to like it. I I just I don't know. I I don't know. Uh, Do you not know the purpose of of the reboot? Is that the kind of the? Thing well, I know the it? the purpose of any reboot is to is to make, make money. money, but. But do you think do you think it could uh, if you're going to do a reboot do you think it could have been done better? I kind of felt like the original that Wes Craven did in '84 I think kind of did it as as well as you can other than just with d- better special effects maybe. I get that, but if you go, if you're going to do a reboot, what what would you do better? Well, I'd cast Kim Myers as the lead female first of all. Fair enough. Uh, I guess now is the time we, we, this is our fifth, uh, movie marathon and who knows if there'll be another one. This could very well be the last of these. You made a comment that said that, uh, uh, your days of watching all these movies in a row might be over. So Did this, I say that? this might be it. Man, I must have been, I've, I've, I've had, I've had ups and downs like I, like I do every time we do one of these movie marathons. So how about we, we've done a ranking of the movies we've seen today. How about we do a ranking of the movie marathons? If you were going to. What are the series that you think are the easiest to get through or the most fun to get through? Okay. And what movies do you like the they like the you least? Run through them all? Well, I would say that my favorite uh series that we've seen is the Friday the 13th series. Okay. My and, favorite's Halloween. Okay. And then after that was Leprechaun. How do you feel about the Leprechaun? Do you put that That's at, your second favorite? No, but that was the second one we did. Oh, do you, oh do, the second one we did. Do you, do you put that at the bottom or I put that ahead of Child's Play, hmm. and I'm I might put it ahead of Nightmare on Elm Street. Maybe it's close with Nightmare on Elm Street. I like Friday the Thirteenth <laughs> second best. I thought coming into this Nightmare on Elm Street was going to be. Your I'm not favorite. saying I'm not saying that I like the Friday the Thirteenth movies the best. I'm saying I enjoyed doing the podcast more with Friday the Thirteenth than I did with Nightmare on Elm Street. I feel like Nightmare on Elm Street needs to get a couple points from my perspective just because some of their movies, even if I don't particularly like them, they are usually pretty inventive with uh, some of their scenarios and some of their uh, 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 settings and some of their backdrops, whereas I feel like the Halloween series is kind of repetitive repetitive in the places and the scenes and so forth. I got you. But even though... My fa- I'm ranking the podcast. They're doing it. I had a lot of fun doing the Halloween. My movie. favorite Halloween movies, I like a whole lot more than my favorite Nightmare on Elm Street movies. So I'll say that. Me too. If you were going to recommend a series of these movies for someone to watch all the way through in one day, what would what would that be? What are the easiest ones to get through? Or the most fun to get through? Well, there's well we've done Leprechaun and Child's Play, and there's less of those movies, right? I mean, it seems like there's less of those, so it's a little easier. But there's some brutal Leprechaun movies. I love Leprechaun 3, as has been well established, but there are some 
leprechaun movies that are really tough to get through. For me, the easiest one to get through is Halloween. Okay. I enjoy watching Halloween all the way through the most. But well, maybe I like things in repetition more than you. We've well, often talked about how our brains work differently. I think really what's a, a big part of what soured me on the Halloween thing was just ending with those two Rob Zombie ones, which were really rotten. And you not liking them and ranting about them made that really enjoyable for me. So okay. that that podcast finished strong. Very for good. Me. Very good. Uh, I, I child's play kind of like Leprechaun. I think. Uh, there's a couple good movies in there, but there are also some really tough ones to get through. Yeah, and Child's Play was the worst for me because I failed. I didn't finish yeah, it. Yeah, you fell asleep and yep. didn't finish it. So that was the, my least favorite one. And I and I and that was that was rough. So, uh, hunk of the day for you and babe of the day for you. Who's the best looking guy and the best looking gal you've seen in these movies? The best looking guy was definitely not in the reboot. There was, there was some rough looking, there were some effeminate looking males in the reboot. I will say that. Uh, but, uh, Best looking guy of the day for me. I don't know. I, I Brady keeps ringing in my head. I still like Brady. Which one was he in? He was in part two. Oh, that was my favorite of the day, and I didn't even realize it. Yeah. He was the best friend. The best so, so, friend. so someone else in that movie other than Kim Myers? So you like the girl in the movie in, in part two, and I like the guy. I'm just... You're saying that there was another character in part two other than Kim I Myers. Got yeah, exactly. And my lady of the day is Rooney Mara. <sighs> <laughs> okay. Are you, ser- are you serious when you say that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. And that's your second favorite movie of the day, too. That's right. All right. Fair what do you en- got? Fa- fair enough. What do you got? Uh, I know Kim Myers. I go ahead and talk. Well, about look, it. you've been waiting. Well, well, that's why you brought it up. I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw curveballs for you here. Babe of the day, Kim Myers from part two. Sure. Hunk of the day. Okay. Kim Myers from part two. Wow. I'm throwing you a little bit of a curveball. Oh my gosh. I'm beat. I want to go to bed. Do you have any closing words for your uh, uh, fans out there that want to hear from you? Um, What's next for you? What's next for you? You've watched all these movies. You've done five of these movie marathons. What's uh, we know that you're the co-host of the mid Atlantic baseball wrap up the the hot new web series. What's next for you? What, where, where can people, uh, catch you it's huge it's been huge should people catch you outside no no i don't like that no no but you can catch me on um on wherever you find wherever you find steve on and i tell you what uh snowflake sandwiches.com get on there because we've always got something new coming out we're always up to something other than your we're doing the mma days other than, we're doing the marathon other, other than your podcasting work in your in your video series what about your actual life now what do you want a fence What's up for you in your do real you want, life? Do you want a fence? Just you and your family hanging out? Absolutely. What, what's, what's, what's new? I got a vacation coming up. Uh-huh. A little sunny. But you know, I'm the king of the little trips. I like the small vacations. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to a Nuggets game soon. Denver Nuggets. In Denver? No, no. I'm going to an away game on the east. On the east coast. Mm-hmm. And, you ever uh, been to Denver? No, but I'm going to go. That's on the list. And you were saying uh, that you might be going to the uh, Texas State Fair this year. I'm planning. I'm planning an appearance at the Texas State Fair, that's so, in uh, so, Dallas. So, if some listeners maybe want to uh, have um, uh, a show with Ryan, not I won't be a part of it. But right. uh, you know, you're, you can now do solo shows on yourself. Well, you're a busy man. You I've, can't I've, be a part of everything. I've I've given you enough uh, airtime and and TV time and video time. You could do, do you some solo me, do shows you on me, your own. Do you want Ryan does Dallas? Is that what you want? Do you do you want do you want a live show from uh, the Big D? All right, we're we're wrapping up the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, movie marathon. Let's watch the reboot again. I don't think you got it the first time. 
The show may be over, but that doesn't mean you can't stay in contact. You can follow Stephen Miles at Steve Kilometers, and you can follow Ryan Young at Rugged Ryan Young. And for all things Stephen Ryan, check out snowflakesandwiches.com. Good night, everyone.